The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rocker. Welcome Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTUV, WXYZ people, and anybody else I may have missed to the Sons of Liberty radio show here on Red State Talk Radio. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S. occupied state, literally the U.S. Nazi occupied state of South Carolina. And I'm the editor of, at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. For my Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warned you about. I hold to the book the Bible as the authoritative word of God. Glad that you guys have joined us here on Monday. I hope you guys had a great weekend, uh, great Lord's Day, and um, I know there's frustration out there. We're going to get to some of that in just a moment, okay? But you need to know where it's coming from. It isn't coming from China. I know this administration wants to get their their eyes off of the corruption that's happening in D.C. and that's happening in your states and point you to China, but it is not China who is attacking your rights. It is this government, all right? We're going to get to that in just a moment. SonsOfLibertyRadio.com, SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. In fact, if you want to watch the video portion of the show, you can do so. Go to SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. Scroll down right there on the right. You can see the the face that's made for radio, and uh, you can enlarge that if you want to, if you want to join us by video. You can also catch the video feed, <clears throat> excuse me, on my Twitter account at FPPTM, FPPTM on Twitter. Our Facebook is Bradley Dean SOL. Our YouTube channel is B Dean Sons of Liberty. Before it's news.com, our friend Michael Roach has given us a spot there every weekday at 6 a.m. And then on Saturdays at 8 a.m. with our, our health and wellness expert, Kate Shimarani. She joins us from the U.K. And then in the afternoons, every weekday and then on Saturdays at 3 p.m., you can catch Bradley there. Also, you can uh, pick us up on dlive.tv at the Sons of Liberty. And then finally, Spreely Gab, MeWe, Minds, and USA.life, Sons of Liberty or Sons of Liberty Media. Now, <clears throat> excuse me, I've got something in my throat this morning. It just happened right as the show starts. Just fine. And now i got, I don't know, something going on there, which is not uncommon because uh, I get allergies and things. So uh, that's some of what goes on there. Uh, Alan and Chris and Joy and David and Cece and Brian... Titus, appreciate you guys in the chat room that I see. I know there's some other viewers. Um, we've got well over 100 viewers right now. And so we appreciate you guys' support, tuning in, and uh, and being online with us and, and sharing in the information here. Now, <clears throat> I, I talk with uh, Lynn, our Common Core Diva, Lynn Taylor. She normally comes on Wednesdays. And uh, she said, I got so much stuff. I, I think each week she just has more and more stuff that just piles on her. And, uh, and sometimes I, I know it gets very overwhelming for her. And so one of the things that I wanted to do, I said, well, let's, let's bring some of this other on 
It won't be necessarily an education issue, even though there's going to be some of that that's tied to it. And let's talk about it. But before I bring Lynn on, here's what I want to do. Yesterday, I was in a supermarket. And it's one that we've gone to for years here in the little town that I live in in rural South Carolina. I go in. Uh, me and my boys have, have got gotten our stuff, and we're going out. Now, what they do is they want you to go in. They have two doors that you can go in and out of, except now they're making it one door you can go in and one door you can go out. <clears throat> so we go in, we get our stuff, and while I'm on the phone with my other son, uh, trying to, or trying to get him on the phone, I look and it's it's down the aisle, you know, where they have the coolers. And all of a sudden, I notice on the right side they've got stuff in the middle of the aisle, and then you got two ways you can walk past, walk down the aisle. It says wrong way, like like you're on a highway or something. What's what's really strange about it? I'm we're not in the UK. You know, in the U.S., you drive on the right side of the road, don't you? And, and so it, it was, I looked at it and I said, okay, they have this stuff kind of backwards. Even if they're trying to do something here, it looks really stupid. And nobody was down the aisle anyway. So I was just standing in the middle of the aisle. I didn't care. So we go to leave. We check out and everything. There's four of these little Nazi ladies. And that's what I'm going to call them because they had more employees working there than I've seen ever in my life. For these little Nazi ladies, and I'm gonna call out the I'm gonna call out the company. It's Food Lion. If you don't know what that is, maybe you're from up north. I, I don't know if they have Food Lions there. <clears throat> Used to be referred to as Food Town many many years ago when I was a kid. So we're in there. We go we go to go out. There's four of these Nazi ladies all bunched up together, and I I just intentionally was gonna go the wrong way, <laughs> to the right, the door I came in, and. Um, so one of the ladies goes, well, sir, could you go this way? And I said, why? Is the air dirtier over on this side than it is on the other side? And she goes, well, no. She said, um, we're trying to control traffic. And a different lady said that. And I said, I looked over to the sign and I said, there's no traffic there. There's no, there's no people coming in. What, what, what is wrong with you? And <clears throat> she goes, well, it's government mandated. I said, Really? I said, this is not government mandated. I said, I can go in the Pizza Hut right next door to you that has one door. You go in and out of that, and they got like a 10 by 10 space that you get your pizza out of. This isn't government mandated. This is your corporation. I said, this is fascism is what you're doing, what you're engaged in. You're acting like little Nazis. I said, do you really think you can pass viruses to one another? And she just looked at me funny. And so I just continued on. We continued on out the door. And as I was going out the door, I went, bah. little sheep folks if we don't take a stand if we don't start shaming these people and calling them out to correct their behavior and wake them up these are going to be the people who snitch on everybody i mean we're already there if you wondered how germany got to where they were you're seeing it in america today the inaction of the people. And yes, I'm glad to see the protests. Don't get me wrong. Go to sonsoflibertymedia.com. Read Bradley's uh, latest article on bringing justice. Does this administration bring justice? No, it does not. Did the previous administration bring justice? No, it did not. And those of you who keep buying into the Q lies, they are lies. It is a psyop. I am, you know, I was kind of hesitant to say things. 
but it is a psyop. You are being told to stand down, get your popcorn, and watch what the Trump administration is going to do. Meanwhile, you're, you're, you're not consistent in the fact that you want to fuss that Trump is getting, quote-unquote, beat up by the Democrats. Oh, they're, the media is attacking him. And yet, when it comes to this COVID-19 thing, all of these people are all on the same page, aren't they? Well, Trump said he was against this. The Trump DOD is working with Bill Gates to manufacture a vaccine. The Trump administration is putting out things, and and again, I'm going to get to Lynn here in just a moment. Let me read one thing that Lynn sent to me. If you didn't catch the the mayor's policies of Kansas City, Missouri, you can get that at sonslibertymedia.com. I'll put that out real quick. Lynn passed that on to me after I did a Facebook Live yesterday over this food line thing. And she sent me the letter from Liberty Council. And one of the things that the letter says is this. It says, the Trump administration guidelines for opening up America again outline three phases for states to gradually ease their lockdown. Phase one, set the target date of May 1st, that's passed, to systematically reopen the nation. But some states may be able to reopen earlier. Well, I don't remember giving the president, Congress, or governors of our states, any authority to shut down the state or declare a state of emergency. You guys really need to learn your constitution. There is no, there is nothing within the constitution that gives that kind of authority to the president to, to, to be calling up the reserves. He doesn't have that authority. That's Congress's authority. You people need to understand something. Donald Trump, Barack Obama, any of these guys who've held that office do, are not commander in chief continually. They're not. Read your constitution. They become commander-in-chief when those armed forces are called up in the service of the United States. That's how the constitution reads. And who calls them up? It isn't Trump. It's Congress. So with that said, I don't want to get off on a lot of things because Lynn's on hold. I want to bring her on. And uh, good morning, Lynn. Welcome to the Sons of Liberty. Well, good morning. I'm going to get off on a tirade here because of just the stuff that happened yesterday. But I appreciate you sending this stuff. You know, one of the things, uh, and if I can, before before you start uh, giving your, your stuff here, I did want to bring you on. One of the things I want to do, and my cursor seems to have died somewhere. I, I just can't. I got too many screens that I'm trying to follow here with it. Um, one of the things that, uh, and, and look, I want to give, you know, a shout out to Liberty Council because, you know, I, I wish there were more doing what they do. When they when they see something and they are very confident, they're like I am. When you've got the document, you'll speak it, and it doesn't matter who's opposed to you. You speak the truth. That's what you do. And one of the things they did was they pointed out in this letter, the Greek word for church is ekklesia. And for people who are dispensationalists, that means you think modern-day Israel is somehow biblical prophecy, God's law is done away in the past, but this, this little geopolitical postage stamp piece of land is somehow God's people and stuff. <clears throat> you need to understand something. The Greek word that's used for church is ecclesia means the assembly. And I'm, I'm glad they put that in there because the ecclesia has the church has existed throughout all time. That's what Stephen's talking about in Acts when he says there's a church in the wilderness. The people of God have always existed. And they refer to Hebrews 10. Now they specifically talk about um here, Lynn, they specifically talk about the First Amendment. Congress can't write laws respecting uh, relig- the freedom of religion and its, its exercise, its free exercise. 
But this could apply to all things. This could apply to businesses. This could apply to public meetings, protests, any of this stuff. Why? Because the First Amendment also says Congress can't write law about assembly. And assembly, and by the way, for people who think discrimination is a bad word, assembly, I mean, that is it by definition. You assemble with people you agree with. All of us do it every day when we don't have certain people to our house and we do have other people to house. We discriminate against people based on whatever. And the point is, is this, what Liberty Council has written here about churches, and we'll have this up on sonslibertymedia.com after the show in our archive, what Liberty Council has put here could easily apply to everything going on. That means when the Trump administration starts talking about reopening, well, they're the ones who put the guidelines in place that governors have just begun to follow and start wanting to find people and jail people. What do you what do you got to say about that? Because we're going to talk about socialism and fascism here in the U.S. under this administration that said we'll never be a socialist nation. What do you want to chime in on that, Lynn? Well, I absolutely think we need to bring up the fact that a lot of what we're seeing, we've seen in other places before, as you have brought up. But if you look at the history of our nation, um, it in some ways has been mirroring what we saw over in Eastern Europe years ago for years. And over at Citizens for Free Speech, they've got two new articles out, and that's citizensforfreespeech.org. In New Jersey, they are deploying drones that will go through neighborhoods. And if you happen to be gathering in your backyard with more than whatever New Jersey has deemed, you know, too many people, the drone will tell you to disperse and uh, social distance. And then over in Chicago, uh, the governor, I think it's the governor or the mayor, who went out to get a haircut, has decided that, well, I could go get a haircut, but all you, the rest of you, you need to stay home because, after all, if you go out of your house, you're going to infect someone. So here we have, you know, someone who's acting like, well, I can do it, but you can't. So these are playing out in modern day times in different ways in each of the states. And um, there are a couple of articles that I sent you last week. They don't, like you said, they don't really have much to do with education, but because of all the overreach from all the different departments in our federal government that have chosen and have been given the green light to overreach in education, we can actually tie those into how this will affect your family and education and how you live and where you live and what you eat. Absolutely. I I know that it will. And um, this is some of the things somebody says, shoot down drones. Well, hey, if they're over the airspace of your property and they're within the thing, I'm not going to tell you to do it, but I will cheer you. Just get it on video and we'll make a story out of it. Um, And because because that may very well happen if I see them around on my my property. The problem is, is the drones that are probably used are things that you won't see. They'll probably be up too high for you to take out or any of that. And then remember, if you miss, you're responsible for whatever, wherever those bullets fall, okay? Just the way I hold uh, cops responsible, when they shoot into a crowd and they take out innocent people and I chide them, I'm going to chide you if you do it, if you do something stupid, because uh, I've been I've been trained in that stuff, and you do not do that. But shooting in the air is sort of a dangerous thing anyway, You've got to be mindful of what you're doing. So if you got a shotgun blast, that's probably not going to go as far as if you take your AR out there and do that kind of thing. Anyway, uh, you're right. There are several things that we've we've come to see 
uh, out of this particular administration. And I know some people will tune in and they'll go, you're always picking on the Trump administration. Well, you know what? I picked on the Obama administration, too. Folks, I picked on them for eight years. I picked on them because they weren't following the Constitution. And most of you who are listening to me, if you knew me then, if you read any of my stuff, you know that. I haven't changed my position. The, the question is, have you changed yours? And why have you changed yours? Have you changed it because you thought the Messiah has come in the person of Donald Trump? I think some people think that. This is my reference to Q. Q uses Bible verses and prayers and tries to make Trump out like he is just, he is going to put down the whole thing. And if you, if you, if you aren't understanding what that is, you need to get, um, you need to listen to the broadcast when we had Victor on to talk about, because Victor was out of the State Department 61 to 70, and Victor pointed out, said without reservation, Q is a PSYOP, and it's not that there's not good, some good information in it. There is. But, but part of the problem is it pushes a Trump messiahism, that he is going to be the one to set men free. He is going to be the one to set the record straight. And i got to tell you, after four years, has he brought any justice, folks? Why are, why are these people still attacking him? Why are they still running loose? Lynn, you've got um, one of the things that you pointed out and you shared mm-hmm. with me was out of New York Times. Um, this one is a cheaper roof over your head during the pandemic. Now, this one, boy, you want to talk about you want to talk about some fascism creeping in. I think mm-hmm. this I think this is definitely it. You want to tell us about this? Oh, yeah, because of the economic um, disparities that are going on in families right now, this particular article points to the fact that, oh, a new solution would to uh, would be to have public-private partnerships that literally come into your home and help you buy your house or help you pay for your house. So instead of you being just uh, beholden to the bank for your mortgage, now you're going to be beholden to a corporation as well, Tim. And how this is going to factor, how this overreaches into what I was talking about, education and family life and that sort of thing, is under the Every Student Succeeds Act, we had an increase in public-private partnerships. That was a mandate, okay? And any time that, excuse me, your government puts a mandate into legislation. That is an unauthorized um, uh, action because we, the people, did not ask for that. First of all, we didn't ask for the Every Student Succeeds Act. Nobody read the stupid thing before they voted on it, or if they did, they just, you know, I don't know how they did it. But anyway, the point of it is, is because though they had a mandate like increasing your public-private partnerships, increasing those in-home visits that are very intrusive. Um, And they're coming from not only the Department of Education, they're now coming from the Department of Health and Human Services. Uh, They'll somehow uh, attach labor to it in some way because those three federal agencies were given huge power increases through the Every Student Succeeds Act. And I have been chronicling since the dumb thing was passed, and just before it was passed I had read it, but I've been chronicling chronicling since then how all these different government agencies have said, oh, here's a way we can micromanage the family. And we're seeing this administration do more of that than we have in several years. 
Okay, so that's what's so creepy about this particular article. But yeah, you're you're, uh, and it it will also attach to the promised neighborhoods. Now that was a government program that was initiated by Obama, and Trump um, has carried it on. It was codified in the Every Student Succeeds Act. It was never supposed to be uh, carried much past the initiative. But you know, Social Security wasn't supposed to be uh, much past the New Deal. But here we are, all these years later, and we still have it. So yeah, you're going to have a house that's not owned just by you. So what do you think that's going to mean, Tim? Are you going to be able to be free in your own home, or are you going to be spied upon? Well, one of the things you're right, uh, it mixes that that thing up of the of the initial ownership. But here in in the in the um, in the uh, uh, particular county that I'm in, we never own our home anyway. We can pay the thing off, and they're still going to come after us for immoral po- property taxes, taxes that I mean they think they're they have a right to have, or they're going to uh, threaten to come take our home. Well, there's ways around that that I'm learning. Uh, and it is not the norm, so a lot of people aren't familiar with it, but it is part of law, and this is the thing. Uh, People don't get it. Um, I've got people in the chat room who don't get it either. They're still stuck in their Republican-Democrat right-left paradigm. They don't get it. They don't get that both sides are working against your freedoms. They're They're working to infringe you. They're working to divide us. And, uh, Lynn, this thing here, this is a Mm -hmm. division because who's going to back what these companies do when they come in and they, or these banksters, when they come in and help buy off, pay off your home? Um, Well, it's going to be the same people who are attacking you right now. Uh, When Mm -hmm. you mentioned the, um, the New Deal, this is the same stuff. This is Chattanooga Times Free Press. This is the same thing that's out of here. Um, and, and look, let, let me be very, let me be very blunt with people because I said, when I know something to be true, I'll attack it like a pit bull. I will. The coronavirus and COVID-19 is a lie. It is a lie being perpetrated, not just by this administration, but by doctors who should know better, nurses who should know better, governors who should know better mayors who should know better and it's being done and who who is the person who is the person that is most affected by this it's you it's me how many of you have had your businesses shut down that didn't come from democrats all 50 states have put in some well let me change that there have been some that have held i think it's seven or nine states something like that south dakota you know i'm not one for for women governors but Bless her heart, she's the one who's hold, she's held out on that. And good for her. She stood her ground on that. That's a good thing. There was no need for all this lockdown stuff in the first place because you cannot pass a virus to somebody else unless you, I guess, going to bite them and put it directly in their bloodstream. But you can't pass it to them breathing. And all of you listening to me, the reason if you're out of work, the reason if you don't open your business or whatever the case is, is predicated on a lie. Now, how do you feel about people lying to you? Well, most of us don't like that, do we? And yet we're finding socialism, which is tied up in the stimulus thing that got a whole bunch of uh, government buddies paid off. Kennedy Center was one of them. Uh, and you got a $1,200 check. I didn't even get that. Not that I wanted it. 
but this is what's going on. That is socialism. You need to understand something. If you say, no, it's not, Tim, I pay money. It's socialism. You are dependent upon the government now. If you're out of work through unemployment or the other, that is socialism. By defi- I mean, it is by definition. And I don't understand, Lynn, for the life of me, why people don't get this. Do you have that Rousseau quote? I can pull it up. Yes, I can. Yeah. Why don't you pull that up? All right. Now this okay. is let, let, let's let's let ahead. people know this is a uh, a little book uh, because Lynn does education so she found this book called the history of Eastern Europe so I'm going to show people the who are watching the the front of the book history of Eastern sure. Europe for beginners and then one of the uh, quotes here is out of the book man is born free and everywhere he is in chains the general will alone can direct the state according to the object for which it was instituted, i.e., the common good, which is what? It's Marxism. (laughs) It's Marxism. Hit it, Lynn. Yep. (laughs) Yeah, it is. It absolutely is. Now, the one that shows socialism and communism give some really good quick definitions, because, again, this was a book that was written for children. Uh, and if we're not seeing both of those play out right now, especially in the name of this uh, virus. Oh, absolutely. And the one that you have here for, for communism and socialism that I'm showing, if people don't recognize it, this uh, who are watching, this is a picture of Karl Marx. And uh, it says, <laughs> communism is the ultimate state wherein all factories and all means of production are owned collectively by all people. In other words, in our government, if the government takes that over and our government is we the people, that's owned by the people. You you have to understand that. Socialism, Mm -hmm. on the other hand, is an intermediate state wherein the dictatorship by the proletarian working class brings about government ownership of the means of production. We're moving. Socialism is a step towards communism and we're seeing both like what you said we're seeing both of those we've been pointing that out time and time again whenever the president is doing this this usurpation of the constitution to to take to uh, dictate to corporations to produce certain things under a state of emergency folks that is a that is a portion of this that's exactly what this is it's not constitutional i don't care if congress wrote the law if congress wrote the law it's unconstitutional that's the point and if people don't get right. that because you want to cheer on your political jersey, then you're just asking for it, and you're going to get what you deserve for asking for it. I mean, I'm just telling you. Well, you know, we can uh, apply it to this article about, you know, home ownership. Uh, a corporation is going to help you pay off your your mortgage right now because you're in hard times. Oh, because they're such a good corporation? No, because they're going to have a stake in where, in what you do. Absolutely. There will always be a string with this kind of stuff. There will always be a string. And, you know, the strings were laid out against the family in the Every Student Succeeds Act, I kid you not, because, after all, families uh, can raise nonconformists, and we can't have nonconformists. We have to have conformity. We have to have the common good, the greater good, the greater global good. And that's UN garbage right there. Sure it is. Well, part of the thing, you've got another page out of this book. It's called Mm Hypernationalism. And now, look, 
I believe that God, I believe God has, has set the boundaries of the nations. So we read that, I think it's in Acts chapter 17. He set the boundaries of the nations. And I have no problem with nations because here's the thing. I don't need, we really don't need a wall, people, to enforce the law. When people come into our country, they come into a jurisdiction where those we've given uh, authority and representation, we've given them the authority to enforce the law, okay? And so when, when, I, when I read stories, for instance, uh, that will say, well, this person came in illegally and they've been deported 20 times and they finally killed some old lady or they raped some kids or something like this, I just kind of go, okay, deportation isn't the answer here. Um, and what we're going to do is to, to bring justice to this person who just did this. Not only did it take, did it, did it take resources to deport them 20 times, now we're going to say, American people, you're going to pay for their upkeep for the rest of their life because maybe what they did deserves a life sentence. And so you're going to pay for them to be fed, clothed, and housed. You're going to pay for it, people. How does that make you feel about what's going on there? Does that sound like justice to you or does that sound like an injustice to you and to that person? And by that, I mean, if they're engaged in capital crimes, they're going to kill somebody, they're going to rape somebody, they're going to kidnap somebody. They deserve a dirt nap. That is biblical law. And you go, well, Tim, you're just bloodthirsty. No. If you don't bring justice, you're going to be the ones who lose your liberty. It's coming. Many of you are already calling for real ID. Many of you are calling for E-Verify because, oh, we got to keep the illegals out. Well, guess what? It's going to apply to you, too. They're going to uh-huh. be into your papers and stuff, too. And it's because we haven't brought justice. And if, if you don't get that through your head... I mean, you're talking about asking for the tyranny, thinking in your mind this is bringing security, thinking this is being lawful, thinking this is being just. And you're 180 degrees wrong. And uh, so when we get to this page that you have hypernationalism, mm-hmm. it says, our nation is the best. If it were all up to us, everything would be fine. Get rid of foreigners. Elect me, and the trains will finally run on time. <laughs> we'll all look alike. Elect me as your dictator, and all your problems will be solved. I, I'm telling you, if that isn't what we're hearing right now, I don't know what is. I mean, I just I don't know what is. We were hearing it in the other, the previous administration, the usurper, Barack Hussein Obama, Satoru Sabarka. We're hearing it in this one. If you just reelect me, we'll make we'll be sure to make America great again. Oh, really? Yeah. It ain't happening yet. Well, you know, the way I look at it is that you know, they're trying to act like we're the very solution to the very problem and we're going to bring about some sort of level of peace. But, you know, what if uh that was actually the thing to enslave us. Would we be so willing to go there? Now, we know this is a government-created problem, and now we're seeing the government try to, you know, offer all these solutions that are so unconstitutional and so just uh, against us, but yet you've got millions who are like, well, you know, I didn't vote for them, but I'll take that check. Well, you know, you just, you're going to pay for that in some way. And then you're going to sit there and try to blame it on the party when you were willing to to participate. You can't do that. You have to make a stand, and you have to stay there. 
Well, I agree. I agree. I'm responding to some of the people in the chat. Here are some of the the ridiculous comments that we have. Um, that we're blaming Trump for all of this. Yet early on, you you yourself said Trump is not commander in chief at all times. Only called up by Congress to act as so. Get your thoughts together. Congress is the is the problem. Well, let me respond to let me respond to a couple of these things here, because I know you're not seeing them. Commander-in-chief has to do with military, dude. Article 2, Section 3 is he's is a president. He is to enforce the law. You get your thoughts straight. This is the problem in America. The people don't even know their constitution. They don't know their founding documents. And you say, well, you're a little worked up this morning, Tim. Yeah, I'm a little worked up. I'm seeing it come into my state that, is, that was sort of a halfway state. I didn't like the non-essential things. I've been trying to get the governor to respond to where he gets the authority to do that, and he doesn't have any authority to do it. So I'm a little worked up, yeah. But get your get your thoughts together. The man doesn't have to be commander-in-chief to enforce the law. That's part of his job. That's part of his job. Then I get other people who come in and say, this is liberal. No, it's not liberal. It's constitutional. You need to learn the difference. Quit playing the right-left paradigm. They're all the same, my goodness. Well, it is. They're all advancing the same agenda, whether it's slow or fast. That's coming. We've got another person who says, President Trump is the greatest president in the entire history of the United States of America. God bless America and the Second Amendment. Well, Anthony, this guy said he wanted to take your guns and give you due process second. That's the greatest president in the entire history of the United States. In your opinion, the greatest president has put you $8.3 trillion in debt in three and a half years, and that's the greatest president? Oh, what is Democrats? He signs the bills, guys. He has the power to veto those bills, but he doesn't mm-hmm. do it. He's the face of the very thing you say you oppose, but you don't see it. And I don't know why you don't see it, but you don't. Lynn, sorry, I'm I'm taking up all your time here. It's, no, it, it's it's fine because you know you're exactly right we've i don't understand why people think in the way that they're doing unless they just really don't care what happens to their families now that sounds harsh and it should be harsh because it's the reality we're facing you know you got to start giving a damn to save your family you really do and if you don't think that your kids can be taken away from you or that your guns can be taken away from you. The, the laws, the, the, the parameters are already in place. And in some states, it's already happening. Okay? And the reason I know that is because I've done so much research on the education side. We have over half the United States that have laws on the books that if you as a family are not educating in the way that the government prescribes, you can be charged with a crime of failure to educate, educational abuse, or educational neglect, which carries either a fine, punishment, or removal of your children. Now, I don't care what you do with your guns, okay? Well, actually, I do. But if you're going to have to give up one, it would have to be the gun because you're not going to give up your kids or you shouldn't. But, you know, this is what is happening and it's going to be things like COVID-19 that help grease those wheels to make it even quicker. No, I agree. I totally agree. And there are, you know, there, again, there are some questions. Look, folks, if we got uh, about 20 minutes here. I forgot to give the number out because we haven't used the phone line so long. If you want to call in, we'll take your call. We'll let you talk. Uh, 215-TOP-TALK. 
215 Top Talk, 215 867 8255. We'll take your call. Uh, if you disagree, tell us why you disagree. Um, we'll give you opportunity to speak. If you think we're liberal or whatever, call in, cite article, section, and clause to to support your position. But don't give me the right-left paradigm thing. Don't say, well, who are we to vote for? That's not the issue. I've said where we're at right now, the Constitution provides things. If the president is doing something unconstitutional, then he needs to be impeached. Not like the impeachment the Democrats are doing. They're playing WWE up there, guys. I don't agree with their impeachment either. I'm just letting you know. And I've said so on air. I've written about it. It was a farce. It was a phony. It was to get your eyes off of what they were doing behind the scenes with President Trump. Okay? Him signing all of their bills. Don't just blame the Democrats. He's the guy who has the final say per our Constitution as to whether it becomes law or not. So don't just point to them. Don't just point to right. them. There, there, is, there is a process that has to occur under our Constitution. Congress is to write bills that are constitutional, many of which that they write now are unconstitutional. The president is to determine whether that bill is constitutional, and if it isn't constitutional, then he is to veto it. Wes, I'm sorry, I didn't see that. I'm just responding to Wes. I, I didn't see why you disagree. You said he's the greatest president or something, but I didn't see... I didn't see a citation of the Constitution for why you're saying what you're saying. And this is what, I, what I'm talking about. If you want to call in, we'll have a conversation. I don't, have, I don't have a problem taking calls from people who disagree with me. I'm not like Mark Levin, and I'll just cut you off unless you're just going to be nasty. But I, I want people, you want to challenge it? Then bring your challenge, but cite article, section, and clause. Don't tell me about your favorite guy. Don't tell me how you feel. Tell me what the law says. And if you can't do that, then it's clear that there's not a leg to stand on. But we have these things coming on, Lynn. We've been talking about this for a long time uh, mm -hmm. with education. One of the right. things that you've, you've been really showing is these public-private partnerships, which is fascism by definition. That's what it is. Right, right. Now, how is that playing out more and more? Is some of that going on even with the COVID-19 stuff that's being pushed? Oh, absolutely it is. If, if you'll go to that Times, uh, the Chattanooga Times Free Press article, uh, the title says, Out of COVID-19 Pandemic Crisis, What Could a New Deal, a New New Deal, Look Like? Okay? This was published back on April 25th. Now, the article goes into what the New Deal was, and for those who don't know, it was Franklin Delano Roosevelt's package to try to help get America back on its feet after the Great Depression. We've still got some of the same programs that were supposed to be short-term solutions have been turned now into uh, what people consider a right to have. Well, no, it really shouldn't be. Now, some of those particular programs worked great. Some of them didn't. The article tells you make part-time work for people so that they could do things. And it tells you, you know, some of the jobs that they did, like they planted trees or they built roads and bridges and schools. You had writers, writers and artists who were dispatched by the government to go, you know, uh, chronicle the times. Um, we're going to see a lot. We're seeing that start to crop back up. And who's in charge of that? Ivanka Trump. 
because she is on the National Workforce Council. It has a longer name to it, okay, and I have it in my articles, but it's all about this workforce shift in education, and it's coming to fruition because we have a president who loves science, technology, engineering, and math, and while you say, oh, well, we need all those things, not with the U.N. flavor to it, not with the Common Core woven into it, we don't, because the STEM is a United Nations tool to not only change education to workforce competency-based education, but it's to change your entire community to become government-dependent. And that is exactly what some of this new, new deal under this current administration is wanting to do. Yeah, we're going to have all kinds of apprenticeships and we're going to have all kinds of things go on because, after all, you know, the government's here to be your friend. Well, I'm not sure who it was who said it, but I know that um, it was, uh, what is it, uh, when the government tells you they're a, a good friend? What is the quote, Tim? You know where I'm going. Are you talking about Reagan, where he says that we're here from the yeah. government and we're here to help? <laughs> Yeah, we're yeah. That's yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm more like George Carlin, where he says, you know, wherever you worship at the political altar, don't you know, don't question when they come to get you, because they will come and get you. Okay. Now, this article goes on to say the coronavirus outbreak also has revealed how ill-equipped our government is to uh, rapidly address 26 million job losses. Overwhelmed hospitals and millions of shattered businesses only weeks away from failure. Now, Rahman Emanuel, former mayor of Chicago and chief of staff to President Barack Obama, has said this. We basically have a 21st century economy wobbling on a 20th century foundation. We need to upgrade the system to have a 21st century economy in all aspects. We well, want to know what are the things that is coming to the, to the head of the the waters, if you will, about that. This virus and all the ways that it's being treated is setting up the perfect storm for healthcare data tracking systems that will track not only uh, where your healthcare comes from, but are you social distancing, where you're going, things like that. Um, my friend Allison over at Wrench in the Gears blog has chronicled how the uh, bitcoins and the 5G and all that kind of stuff is being set up, and this current administration is loving every bit of it because, after all, he just uh, President Trump just signed a uh, national 5G act that will put the government in charge of how 5G is done. But it's all tied into the economy, and it's going to use you as its widget. Yeah, do you, do you hear that, folks? This was done by this administration. This is done by this administration. This is public-private partnership deal. The whole idea with the 5G that she that Lynn just stated, and this is not hearsay. It's not liberal speak or any. He signed the laws to protect that. And the point is, is that if this sounds foreign to you, if this sounds liberal to you, it's because you're not paying attention and you're just listening to whatever the Trump administration wants to tell you, but you're not looking at what comes out in terms of law and what is done in practice. This is what you're not seeing. For those of you who disagree with me, 215-867-8255, you got 10 minutes. Look, don't give me, don't give me grief in the chat room. Call in. I'll be respectful to you. You be respectful of me. Lynn will chime in, whatever. But and if you disagree, that's fine. But bring article, section, and clause with you when you call. 
because otherwise you're giving me your opinion and we're not ruled by your opinions. We're supposed to be governed by the law, period. Now, this article goes on to say that one of the solutions to this is a more skilled workforce in, in certain sectors. Of course, public health is going to be one of them, okay? To build skills for new workers to enter the public health and health care workforce. Now, on Wednesdays when we do our Rotten to the Core, what is one of our reoccurring themes, Tim? Uh, there, well, there's a, there's several that I can think of. I know the reoccurring, <laughs> but that, that directly <laughs> relates to this. Okay. What is one of our reoccurring themes that directly relates to that particular thing about we have to have a more skilled workforce is okay. This, this is go- I know this is a move towards communism. I know that. Um, but yeah. I don't, is mm-hmm. this a trick question? Cause I can think of several things. That no, are it's not. Things. No, it's not. No, it's not a trick question. What it, it, what it points to that we talk about so many times on our rotten to the core is that, you know, we're ditching the academics and all we're looking for is skilled minions. We're going to barely educate them so that they can turn a wrench or push a button and they're not going to be able to critically think oh, well, this person might need this, this, or this. I mean, you know, we've, we've talked about this several times and in several ways. It's criminal what is going on in education, and the Department of Labor is one of the worst ones about overreaching into education to align work to education so that you can have that skilled worker. And people, oh, well, we need jobs. Johnny and Susie need to work, you know, blah, blah, blah. You know, I understand Johnny and Susie may need to work. I really do. But when you have a system that is so corrupt that says, okay, if you don't jump through my hoops to educate the way that I think you should, then your kid's not going to get credentialed. And if they can't get credentialed, they can't get a job. And if they can't get a job, then they can't feed their family. Well, I understand that is that is totally twisted. But that's what our system has done. And it doesn't matter if you wear an R, a D, an I, a G, or whatever the heck your political party is. This is what you are supporting no i completely because you're not fighting it no that's that's exactly right in fact in many ways people are supporting it people who call themselves conservatives constitutionalists christians they're supporting it oh yeah let's let's take a let's take just this latest example many people are more than willing to listen to state mandates not to go to church Many people are willing to listen to state mandates to keep six foot apart from each other. Many people who are are willing to not open their businesses because the governor said so. He doesn't have any authority to say so, but he said so. And the police might come get me away. We see people actually taking that stand. One lady down in Texas opened up a salon. And you know what? That chick down in Texas who opened up her salon, that was the very thing that I've been saying on the show. Arm yourself Open your business, and when people come to shut you down, I don't care who they are, you tell them to take a jump. You know your law, you point them to the law, and you say, there is no law that says I can't open my business. This is this is usurped authority. It is not delegated authority, and I'm going to open my business. You can write all the tickets you want. I'm not paying them, and you need to get out of my store because now you're trespassing when I tell you to get out and you don't get out. Because you're not here to enforce the law. You're here to enforce a tyrant's uh, orders, which are not constitutional. And you know what happened with that lady? She had people who came who were armed themselves to protect her business. They gave of their time to support her in that. Good for them. 
Good for them down there in Texas. And then we've got a guy down in Arizona open an Indian shop. And he's selling hay and essential items, what's deemed essential by the governor. And the cops come and harass him, want to arrest him, want to find him, do all this stuff. And he's it, 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 government does not determine what's essential and non-essential. That is a Nazi tactic. And you people who don't understand that, you need to do your homework and know some history. What's essential to right. government? Why is government essential, but me providing for my family through my business is not? I stop and ask yourself that. I say Governor McMaster and his crew of people down here in Columbia and South Carolina aren't essential. They're not essential to me living my life or you living your life or you running your business. They're only essential because they want power and they want money. That's it. That's well, the reason they do it's it. Helping set up, it's helping set up the case system, which is part of this shift in education. Because we have ones who are slotted to do this and ones who are slotted to do that. And if you think I'm making it up, you need to go back and look at some of my articles where I tell you, I name the the tests. And these tests are not just available to public school students. No, they are designed for every citizen. And at one point in time, you will have these kinds of pigeonholing assessments. But this is why we have things like career tracks um, instead of, teaching Johnny and Susie how to read, write, or think. We have career tracks because, after all, you know, by the time they can walk, they got to, you know, we have to start training them for whatever job they're going to have. It's a cog in the wheel. It's setting up the case system. This is one of the ways to do it. Now, as far as giving an example of what's essential, I mean, you know, I'm not going to try to beat a dead horse here, but, okay, I need a new pair of shoes. I can't go to a store right now in North Carolina and buy a stupid pair of shoes because it's deemed not essential. Me needing a pair of shoes is essential to me because I don't want to have my feet get hurt by walking (laughs) over gravel because I have a gravel driveway. Well, you know, if your shoes are worn out or, you know, for corn's sake, what if you needed underwear? No, you can't go get that right now because it's not essential. Well, yeah, it is. got to, you know, take care of my body. It's not just food that's essential, but because someone else has decided for me what I can and cannot go get. Well, let me let me ask you this and let me get to that point. Now, they let Walmart's open, so I think they sell shoes and stuff like that. But I, I don't know about North Carolina is what they do. But I know here my daughter just bought a a pilot, a Honda pilot. She's going to sell her car to my other daughter. Uh, who wrecked her car? Uh, oh, was it earlier this year or last year? I, or earlier this year, I think. So she's wanting to do that. She's having to set up an appointment with the DMV. It isn't like you didn't have to stand in line long enough. Now you have to set up an appointment. She she had to wait. She I think she's got it coming up this week. She had to wait like two weeks before she can get a tag. That's a pretty essential item if you're a person that okay, you didn't have a car and you wanted to buy a car. And now you've got to go through all this mess. Uh, and, and this is determined by a Republican governor. You people in the chat room who keep saying this is this is Democrat governors. This is a Republican governor in this state. This isn't a Democrat governor. OK, so stop with your politicizing what's going on here and see it for what it is. This is what I'm saying. I haven't changed okay, my position you- on that. I really haven't. I wish people would see that. 
Yeah, well, you live in a state with a Republican governor. I live in a state with a Democratic governor, and they're doing the same blasted garbage. So that really should point that point out to folks: it doesn't matter what party they are; they're in on it. And this is why education is in the toilet. They're both in on it. And if you want to talk about how great Trump is, not one thing that he promised in his 2016 campaign about education has happened. In fact, the exact opposite has happened. He has increased the overreaches. He has not ended the data collection that now tracks you. And in the name of COVID and the way DeVos is throwing money around, which we will talk about on Wednesday, they are using COVID as an excuse because we need to data track you more because if we can't find your family, we don't know if you have everything you need. Well, trust me enough to know that my family is well taken care of because I'm taking care of them, not because I have some government idiot who's going to come around and, you got everything you need, we got more over here. No, I know. I know. This is the thing. And, you know, we've got some people in the chat who say, you know, Democrats are in control of of America and they determine who die and who doesn't. Well, let me let me put it this oh. way. Yeah, let me put it this way. I'll put it real simple. Yes, their mask is off. The open communism of Democrats is very apparent to everybody. The problem is the guys who say they're the good guys and are on the right side and they want to uphold rights and want to uphold the constitution are impotent to stop those who want to do that. So I have to tell you guys when you're fussing about the Democrats, that's not who you need to be fussing at. You need to be fussing at the guys who say they're the good guys, who will not stand against them and actually stop them. They sign the bills. The president, the Republican president signs the bills. He, reauthor, he signs the reauthorization of the Patriot Act. The thing you're talking about with tracking and spying on, this president, his son-in-law, this Jewish occultic, occultist, Jared Kushner, and his wife are all so happy to be tracking you, to set up tracking for you, to, to spy on you. They've said it. If you're not paying attention to that, I'm sorry. If you're listening to Mark Levin, Rush Limbaugh, or any of the other water boys for the GOP, I'm sorry that you don't get the information, but you need to have it because it's exactly like you're saying, Lynn. It's, it doesn't matter if it's the right boot or the left boot that's stepping on your head. It still hurts. It still hurts. And you've got one right. side that is attacking, and you've got the other side that is just impotent and letting them attack. you got about 20 seconds uh, before we got to close. Right. Okay. Wednesday, you need to tune in. We're going to be talking a lot about um, not only DeVos throwing our money around, but how homeschooling is still under threats by the Common Core machine. All right, that's Lynn Taylor, our Common Core diva. Lynn, we really appreciate you and all the information you give us, especially on Wednesdays because, boy, I mean, I took up a lot of time today. I'm sorry. I just got a little worked up there. But don't forget, Lord willing, we'll talk to you on Wednesday about education with Lynn Taylor again. You guys have a great day. See ya. See ya.